1: Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of expert information and real chats on all things pregnancy, birth and beyond. My mind has been completely blown to learn that a child's brain is 90% grown by five years of age and it turns out I'm not the only one who was uninformed about this. The Government has recently found out that 83% of parents are also unaware of this fact. So during these crucial years, We have to recognise how we can support little ones whilst juggling all of the logistics of life, be it work, a household, other children, you name it, it can feel like a wild ride. I'm super excited to introduce this week's guest, Izzy Judd. She's been supporting the government's new Little Moments Together campaign. Which stresses the importance of children's development in those early years. Today she'll be sharing her personal experience of supporting the development of her children within their everyday family routines. Izzy is a mindfulness practitioner and best-selling author. Since marrying McFly's Harry Judd in 2012, she's had three children and written two parenting books: Dare to Dream her story to motherhood and mindfulness for mums. A dip in and out manual with tips and tools you can practice alone or as a family to help find calm amongst the chaos. So welcome Izzy and thank you so much for coming back on the podcast because I've had you on before sharing your wisdom. Oh thanks Pip, it's lovely to be back and spend an hour child-free chatting with you. Actually I think (laughs) Last time we were together, I think you had a little one attached to you. Probably, <laughs> highly likely. I feel like I've had a little one attached to me for the past couple of years. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, I, because I, our boys are really similar ages, weren't they? So I feel like maybe I was breastfeeding Finley on the podcast and we may have timed it with your little one's nap. I can't remember, yeah. but I remember us both being like, We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. It and <laughs> sleep. Just muddle but... through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, is there so much that I want to pick your brains on when it comes to the campaign and supporting little people? Because I'm obviously right in that stage of my life at the moment, as are lots of my listeners on the podcast. So I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more about the Little Moments campaign and essentially what it's trying to achieve. Yeah, so Little Moments Together campaign appealed to me because
0: obviously I've had three children and two of them are now older than five. So when you hear a statistic of your child's brain develops 90% by the age of five, it's kind of scary (laughs) because you think, oh, (laughs) Um, okay. But I think what's really important to remember about these campaigns, they're not there to scare or to think or for you to have another thing to think oh I haven't done that I should have done this and I'm trying to juggle everything we've got to be realistic within everything as a mother we are trying to do and and hold um but what it has highlighted to me is that there are loads of little things during the day that I can share with my kids that are going to help their development and things that perhaps i hadn't really considered i mean sim, you know simple things as even when i might be unstacking the dishwasher talking about the color of the cups you know or um when we're walking to the post office we're going to the post office and there's a red bus and you're sort of you're talking to them in a way and Because so often, you know, we're, we're there, we're pushing the buggy and our thoughts are thinking, right, I've got to get the shopping list done, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. But actually, there are things that we can, obvious to us, but to our children, they're all things that they're absorbing and learning. So I guess little moments together made me think, okay, yes, I've got my whole day scheduled. But where is the five minutes that perhaps I could, you know, fill up the Tupperware of pasta and give it a shake and bang on it with a wooden spoon? And kind of how can I incorporate those moments that are really important for their brain development, but also the connection for us? You know, and it's it's hard to sit still and not be doing. Um, And yeah, so I think that was kind of why I was interested
1: in the campaign. I love that because what you said completely resonates when we know like we've, we've got this window of time to get dinner on the table before everyone's having a meltdown because everybody's starving and then you've got to get off for this activity and start bath time and we're so we so lack presence so often don't we as the adult parent and our little people are so beautifully present and I suppose it's trying to figure out how on earth we can get ourselves back into that present moment and almost slow everything down and hit the pause button but I think I've certainly had days where I've put my son to bed and thought oh my goodness like I should have done that best day or I wish I hadn't snapped at that or I wish we'd spent more time with this and how did I how did I help him learn today what opportunities have I missed And I know that mum guilt is something that so many of us resonate with. And it's such a common theme that we hear thrown around. But how can we try and ditch some of that guilt around balancing all these needs that we have to meet as parents, Izzy?
0: I don't know if the guilt ever goes. I think it is something that we have to accept and i think it grows with us you know and the guilt's ebb and change and i think the more we accept and allow it to be rather than trying to resist it the easier an emotion it it becomes because if you know it, i suppose it's like with anything if you're feeling angry and you're trying to suppress it it just makes you want to feel more angry or you know and so i think listening to that voice and kind of being like, thank you for being there because you're there because you love this little person so much. And you are very loving and you are, what a wonderful mum you are because you feel so guilty. Mm. And to try and change the language around the word guilt and reframe it. And I think so much of the language that we say to ourselves has this negative connotation. You know, I failed at that. I should have done better. I, you know, I'm guilty. All those those words are negative words. And actually, if we just shift them and think of them slightly differently, then we're much kinder to ourselves. And ultimately we wanna model kindness to our kids. So we should, you know, try and be kind to ourselves. And don't get me wrong, That that is a work in progress for me. <laughs> but I'm really trying hard now by baby number three to stop giving myself such a hard
1: time. Such a hard time. Yeah. And I think sometimes we we fall into that trap of guilt through comparison so often. And we do live in a world where comparison is almost unavoidable in some aspects because it is absolutely everywhere. And I think when we start thinking about things like Little Moments Together and supporting our baby's brain development, we can kind of get this idea in our heads that to really make sure we're doing everything that we need to be doing as a mum to make sure they are thriving, that we need to have these big complex plans and all these expensive, you know, toys or activities going on all the time. And it's kind of this big extra all-consuming job. But I wonder if you could share with us, Izzy, If you don't mind having gone through the the work you've done with the campaign, what kind of steps we can make to support our children in that rush of everyday life? So it actually feels really manageable. I think you've hit a really important
0: point there because we feel so much pressure to book those expensive days out or to get that toy or to, you know, sort of what we see on social media Is there an expectation? And I'm not giving my child that. And, you know, I think we're getting we're all much more familiar with that narrative now that we have to remember that the reality that's going on behind these squares. And I think when we just take it right back to basics, we are even just leaving the house and going for a walk. Like I have to get out of the house every morning. I don't know about you. I have to get fresh air. And I especially my my boys are like dogs that need walking and exercising and feeding. And and so I get out with Lockie and there's so many things around us which we take for granted. But, you know, as we were saying earlier, kids are so present, they're so naturally mindful Um you know, talking about anything from the seasons that are changing, you know, when you're going through autumn, and you're looking at the different colours of the leaves, and you're slowing yourself down, but you're also helping your children learn, discover. And you're doing a really great job doing that. And it might seem really obvious and really basic, but it's crucial. And having those moments is going to help, you know, going to help their brain development. And then you know, making lunch, I now try to talk about the foods and can you help prepare it? And I've got a little stool that Lockie can, you know, stand up on and, and help me. And, um, you know, and I, and, and we talk about the colors of the foods and always it's squishy and, you know, get a bit messy, which I, which takes me a little while to sort of embrace, (laughs) but we do. And, um, and then, you know, reading books, like I find often when I read a book to my kid, it's before bed and I'm tired and I really don't want to read the book. Mm. So I've tried to incorporate reading books into a different time in the day. Obviously I, I still read before bed, but I find it more enjoyable when I'm not ratty and kind of after bath tea time when I, I just want to be fed and put to bed. Um. So I, yeah, we try and read our books um you know perhaps you know just before lunch or in the afternoon um and I love now we've got these sort of you know more um I guess interactive reading books um which yeah which can be a great tool to help with learning um so sitting and reading I really enjoy it and then obviously for me music mm-hmm. you know using what you have as your um I don't know whether it's art that you're good at I mean I am absolutely hopeless at art but Harry's <laughs> my husband's much better at me <laughs> he, he definitely gets down on the arts and crafts but when it comes to music annoyingly Harry is also good at that obviously too which is annoying <laughs> but um, but I, I do I get my violin out um, and a lot more with Lockie I, I felt There was a a disconnect from myself um, in motherhood, which I'm sure many people can relate to. Kind of, who am I? Where have I gone? What are the things that, you know, I've stopped doing that I loved? And for me, that, you know, is music and sharing lullabies is... I mean, music is incredible for children's brain development. And however awful you think your singing voice is, your children are always going to love your voice. So having a good sing song of nursery rhymes um is 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 brilliant for them and and another way to help with their brain development and and learning.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's this, it's the simple things, isn't it? It's the simple things, which is what I think is really reassuring and powerful to to hear we're currently Gruffalo obsessed in our uh. house my little boyfriend Lee had not enough of it and this morning I was listening to him at breakfast and we're just sat there you know eating away our toast and he's pretty much recited the first three pages of the Gruffalo book but we read it so much on repeat uh. and I think I think, you know, like you were saying with the reading book, sometimes I'm like, you know, the Gruffalo story isn't the shortest of books. So then, when I'm reading it for the sick time of the day, I'm a bit like, oh, here we go again. Can we read something else perhaps? Yeah, yeah. But actually hearing him then just reciting it back, I was like, oh, well, I'll read it 10 times a day. It all feels suddenly worth it, doesn't it? All of all of it, that work that you put in. Do You find it strange how kids just want the same
0: song or the same book over and over again they do yeah. just my my children and this morning I went for a walk with with Kit and Loki, and um Kit was talking to me about giants and we must have we had this conversation about how tall things are and it went on and on. It got to the point where I was so lost within this conversation. I didn't know what he was actually talking about, but he was so passionate about what he was Um. saying. And, you know, so we had this completely random conversation, but another thing I, I do with the kids when we're out, there's something called four sticks where you, you find four sticks and you make a frame on the ground. Okay. And you talk about what's inside
1: Four sticks. Um, oh, I and, love that. Uh, yeah, that's quite a nice one to do. Yeah, yeah, that's such a nice idea. That's and again, it gets them touching nature, out in nature, feeling things, seeing things in a in a zoomed in sort of almost magnified way that they might not notice in when they kind of look around. So changes yeah, the it. perspective. Happy exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so powerful. We're so blessed, aren't we, with the amount of resource we have that we, is free, is accessible, that we're accessing every single day that we don't, we just don't even realise. And I think that's sort of the power and what what I really love about the campaign is actually it's stuff that's really tangible that is just part of your daily routine. Like you said, getting the kids involved in making lunch or making their breakfast and feeling the food they're going to eat is such a powerful way of them connecting with that everyday life and, and the impact that then has on their their little brains as they develop and as we know as mums if they've helped make the food they're way more likely to eat it which eat. is just yeah. a big <laughs> exactly you hope, that. you hope so we do hope so we do we win some and lose some but um we can only try see we can only That's try it. That's it. but you. i i love that and and the beautiful thing like you were saying about having that conversation with kit this morning is that their brains just are so beautifully imaginative with no limitations and I adore that you know that real innocence and naivety and I just think we all need more of that like it's utter magic isn't it to be in a child's brain yeah I mean I I did say to
0: Kit where has this where have you been learning about giants (laughs)
1: like where's this come
0: from (laughs) you know and obviously they they're learning things in school and and all sorts and then they might just say on one particular topic but i found actually that's really helpful when they are particularly passionate about something so say they love lego for example i love i love lego as an example because it's you know you've got the colors the different sizes you can build you can um make shapes and it's using what they're interested in to help them learn. And I think, you know, if I try and sit down with Kit and read, that's gonna be a struggle. Mm. Whereas if I am giving him a book that he, about a topic he's interested in that we can read together, he's more likely to engage. Or if I give him a drum pad to tap on and so he can move and be and be busy, he that helps him. Whereas Lola needs a quiet room, she just needs to be sat. And it's it's learning, I guess, that just because you're that what your the needs of your child is. And when you have more, you know, with Lola, when she was sort of an exemplary <laughs> baby <laughs> and child, and you know, um, you kind of go, Oh, but you're not doing it like that. Why are you not doing it like that? Yeah. yeah. And actually, as you go, you know, comparison, It's even within your own children, it's that, OK, we're going to have to think a different way. And Kit will always make me think outside the box. And I, I love him for that because mm-hmm. it makes me think, OK, I've got to be a bit more creative here. And then that's sort of preparing me with with Lockie as well. What, what is it that he needs? And I mean, he give Lockie a ball and we're away I mean he just you know wants to so I try and use that as our learning tool
1: yeah and I love that it shows doesn't it how comparison is so ridiculous because (laughs) you they are different individuals so Mm -hmm. you know it's just not going to work for everybody and I I've noticed the last couple of weeks has been so busy that when my little boys come home from nursery I've been Literally like dropping the laptop and then trying to get dinner ready. And so I have guilty as charged used screen time, like almost as soon as he gets in, which I hate. And this week I was like, I did it like three times last week. And I was like, I need to do something else. So I've been getting like a little theme. It literally takes me five minutes and setting up so we had safari yesterday so we had a safari puzzle and a few of his little safari soft toys and a couple of books one about like a monkey and a panda and I set it all up cute so the to- the little soft toys were playing with everything and he came in and was like it was the best thing ever like toys that I just sort of dug out that he's forgotten about a little bit and so he was then just fixated on playing that and doing the puzzles and doing all the animal sounds and actions and I was like that literally took me five minutes with toys that had been thrown yep. at the back of the cupboard and it completely changed the game and he had the best time. Oh. And so I'm like, that's definitely one of the little things that I'm changing at the minute. It's just recognizing, patch, catching yourself sometimes, isn't it? Actually, what do I need to, what intervention can I put in here that's just going to make a little difference? Yeah, totally. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I've all thought a little bit of screen time sometimes, but it was, it was just becoming a bit a bit of a lazy thing on well, my point of view, because I suddenly be like, oh gosh, she's home. I've not done this. I've not done that. And, and how do you sort of keep everyone happy? Um, yeah. So it's nice, I think, just to... And then I, felt, I felt really good. I was like, I feel like a great mum for having just facilitated that. This is nice. Do you know what as
0: well? Like, I think with things like that, if you kind of know that you have carved a little bit of time each day, that allows that guilt when you do need to reach for the for the screens yeah or you because we're all human and dinner does need to be get got ready and it is the worst time of day when kids are just completely ratty and you're a bit ratty you know you have to be realistic but it's being realistic but then also thinking right if I have that I know I've got that time carved out and then that just just helps doesn't it and it's it's preparation but it's it's hard we are our heads are spinning with the to-dos and but you've kind of kind of really that's a great idea you've inspired me Pip
1: ah oh, well you've done a lot of inspiring my motherhood with these so I'm pleased I can return the favor in a small way but yeah I think that's the thing isn't it we are managing so many different things at once and it is sometimes I have to look at my to-do list and think actually what does need doing you know, do I actually need to be tidying up the sock drawer? I remember when I just had Finley and I was obsessed for some reason that I needed to sort out the sock drawers because every time I try and put things in, I couldn't close them. And it was just driving me slightly mad in my yeah. sleep deprived state. And I remember messaging a friend like, you know, I've just got so much to do and I just need to get through the sock drawer. And she was like, listen, listen to yourself. Why is tidying a sock drawer high on your to-do list? This morning I
0: went to brush my teeth and I was like, Oh, I'm running out of toothpaste and I've got, I need to get my toothbrush. You see, I need to, get new and it overwhelmed me. Yeah. Like, why is this overwhelming me? It's okay. I can get a toothbrush and some new toothpaste. But it is like that, isn't it? When your brain, you, you're sort of filling up and filling up and filling up. And then something really small, like a sock door, <laughs> kind of actually makes you go, okay, maybe everything is just, overflowing a bit too much and what do I need to do now to try and you know unwind this or unpick it um yeah another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Yeah, and what actually matters. And I think that's where, for me, when I can just watch my son play, he's two and see how present he is in that moment i find that really inspiring Mm -hmm. because i think actually we've lost so much of that because we're constantly worrying about all those things that may or may not ever happen and actually just taking some time to join them in that present moment it's not only clearly amazing for their brains but does us the world of good as well as parents i think
0: yeah absolutely and i think you know that's with mindfulness for mums that i wrote that is all about that it's it's, if you can incorporate a moment for yourself that's also benefiting your children through mindful moments or then everybody benefits and it's gives them a tool to grow up with, you know, because to protect their mental health and look after their mental health and to become more aware. And, you know, so with Kit I do um, at night, we do story on your back, which is where we go through his day um, so I might, you know, say the sun wakes up in the morning and kind of um, swipe my my hand over his back like a sun sunshine. And, you know, we walk down the stairs, just put my fingers down his back and, you know, we gobbled up breakfast and then I took you to school. And then I go, but I can't tell you what happened because you haven't told me what happened at school. And then he'll tell me because otherwise... I can't get any information really out of Kit about what's happening at school. And we have a chat about that. And then we kind of digest our day that way. And we're just taking a moment to absorb, you know, just have a conversation. And whereas with Lola now, we, we're starting to do some meditation together. Now she's that bit older. And and I just, I love that we're now, I suppose, of a generation where, where all those Top like um, things like meditation and mindfulness mm. are have been talked about and something that you know we can share and really work. You know, breathing, teaching our children to breathe like teddy breathing. I do with Lockie, where you put the teddy on the tummy and you watch the teddy going up and down, just so that they can understand. You know, make that connection between breathing, and you can do it together. And then you you're having a
1: moment to take some time out and do some breathing as well um and that's it's so powerful isn't it Izzy? because we don't have extra time in our day to add in these things like mm-hmm. you know we just we don't have this right well, let's add an extra 20 minutes to our day to facilitate this bit of development and this bit of mindfulness yeah. but actually the way that you're describing it in terms of it's part of the daily routine yeah. is so powerful and sustainable and needed
0: I mean you know I need to take those deep breaths you know I often when I join the chaos, I feel so much worse for it. You know, if I can stay, keep the calm, you know, I, I feel much better for it. And that's something which I really try hard to work on because I just think I feel much better if I have responded calmly than if I join their chaos. But it's not always easy. Of course it's not easy. And it takes practice and it's, you know, a work in progress
1: yeah absolutely but I think they and they pick up on your you know your the vibes that you give off they pick up on and I know that sometimes when when I'm thinking that Finley's having a real toddler day and acting like a two-year-old and actually I look at myself and I think no actually I'm having a really anxious day and he's probably completely vibed off that if I can get, get on top of how I'm feeling, then nine times out of ten, we literally just start the day again and turn it around. Yeah. Sometimes it's looking at our, ourselves, isn't it, and actually what we're reflecting. At yeah, that. and totally, you know, and I think we can get
0: really overstimulated. You know, the noise yeah. that is being created, the mummy, 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 and we can feel those complete, like, overwhelms. But yeah. sometimes we kind of go, but I'm a mum, yeah. I should be able to cope with this, but actually... You know, I want to go into a room sometimes and scream really loudly and go, mommy for my (laughs) mum. you know, and just feeling completely overstimulated. And, you know, it's, it's, and that's okay to feel like that. And it's, it's releasing again, it kind of goes back to that accepting and acknowledging those feelings and not trying to push them away or think that you're, you know, a terrible mum because you can't, you know, stay calm or you're having an anxious day or you're, you know, um, it, it's being, staying human. And and then your children also see that we feel all these emotions and how do we work through them? And we talk about it and, you know, perhaps which in previous generations just hasn't been done. And so we've sort of sat with these emotions and not really learned how to process
1: them. Yeah, I think there's a massive change, isn't there, generationally, like 100% in the way that we, you know, the way that we approach feelings, emotions for both men and women and children. Yeah. And I think, you know, that whole kind of family setup, which I hope will pave the way for better kind of mental health outcomes and things like that for our children and ultimately their development of their brains as well moving forwards. Yeah. Now, Izzy, can I throw you on the spot and ask you <laughs> to give us three top tips that you would share with Parents listening to help support their child's brain development.
0: Oh. Um, three top tips. I think communication. So talk about what you're doing. You know, just talk your way through your day with your children. Um, it helps them develop their communication and and their speech and everything else. So if we just keep talking and Chatting and explaining what we're doing and again through reading. Um, So yeah, I would say uh, I chat a lot to Lockie through the day. Um, Another tip, as I said, for me, you know, music's obviously an important one, but when you're singing nursery rhymes, you're helping them to listen, um, which is a really important skill that you want them to have. Um, And yeah, I think I think just music helps with their brain development. And language, and um, yeah, listening. So I'd say communication, music, and what would the other one be? I think for me, surviving the early days of and the early years of motherhood is is nature. It's being outside. It is getting in touch with the beautifulness of just being around nature with your children. And as you said, you know, when I was saying about the four sticks in the ground and touching and feeling and outside, you know, they're getting it's all their senses are being developed. You know, from what they can see, what they can hear, what they
1: can touch, what they feel. Um, So tapping into the senses. Mm, I love that. I love that. Again, the simple stuff that we just we can easily facilitate without having to have extra time or or resources, which is so practical and helpful, I think, for parents listening. Now, for anyone listening, Izzy, who's thinking they want to learn more about the Little Moments Together campaign or more about supporting their child's development, where can they go to find out a little bit more?
0: Sure. So there's loads of tips and advice on the Start for Life hub. So you can head on to there and the Little Moments Together campaign is highlighted on
1: there and you can soak up all the ideas Amazing. Amazing. Izzy, thank you so much. It has been wonderful to chat with you today. Pick your brains and hear about how you are navigating this with three little people. You're an absolute hero. I have no idea how you juggle three. Oh, bless you. Well, I
0: think all mums are absolute legends. Mm. Oh, I love that. Big big pat on the back.
1: (laughs) We are awesome, for yeah, sure. Yeah. We yeah. are awesome. <laughs> now. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend listening back because I spoke to Professor Sam West, who also supports the Little Moments Together campaign, and shares some of the must-know information for parents on child development on there too. Before I head off, I need to tell you something. of you who listen to my show have not hit the subscribe button so can you do me a favour and if you've ever enjoyed listening hit subscribe now. It makes a huge difference helping me to keep bringing you episodes and together we can then reach and empower more women on this journey. If you are a pregnant or newly postpartum listener and are looking to have the healthiest, most positive and informed journey then my exclusive Your Pregnancy and Your Postnatal Journey courses may be for you. I work with a select number of women in a bespoke way, with unlimited access to me and my expert team, for the most transformative level of support at this important time in your life. We only get one shot at getting this time right. So to get in touch and find out more, head to midwifepip.com.